you said you'd come. Lawrence, hope you're not too late. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello everybody, welcome to episode number 74 of the Wulong Talks podcast. My name is Jason, I'm the host of the show, and I'm joined as always by the Russin Kid, aka Rich Kid, aka Rich Reviews. Rich, say what's up man. What's happening people, what's happening? Hey, and we're back. Um, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. We are Wulong Talks. Uh, if you don't know who we are and what we do, my name is said is Jason and, and Rich is over there. We love to talk about movies, comic books, gaming and everything that you love in the geeky world. And we give our fresh and unique take on it. Um, we like to try and edutain, I think is the phrase that suits what Ooh. we do because we try to educate and entertain at the same time. See, I've been thinking about that one, Rich. I like that. I like <laughs> I'm trying that. to That's think right. of something That's there. Right. That's smooth. Edutainment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we edutain. <laughs> That's slick. Like, let's, put, let's put it this way. I'll tell you how smooth that is. If I was a lady and you was in, and you know, and we were in a bar, you know, it doesn't, we're, you know, we're a different age now. You know, we could be two men. You know, I'm just at the bar, minding myself. I've just broken up with my boyfriend or my girlfriend, whatever, made a scenario yourself. And they came up to me and he dropped that line. Yeah, man, you could take me home. That's a smooth line. <laughs> Edutain. Like, what the hell, man? <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've still got it in me every now and again. I can, I can pull it out every now and again. <laughs> Well, listeners, I hope you're well and I hope you are coping with uh, this ongoing crisis that, that the world is in. Um, we had a little chat about it on the last episode and how we've been feeling and, and kind of how we've been dealing with everything. And, you know, I hope you guys have been able to find a way to, to cope and to deal with things. And as we said before in the previous episode, you know, we're here for you to talk to us if you need to. So by all means, get in touch. We'll let you know how you can do that at the end of the show. But first of all, before we get on with anything else, um, Rich, what have you been up to this week? Uh, have you been doing anything fun? Been doing any gaming? You watched anything lately? Uh, yeah, just basically, we've been up to, man. You know what? Uh, Gaming-wise, I I don't know if, if I've mentioned this before, but I I downloaded the Final Fantasy 15 game on my phone, and um, mm. so basically, I started playing that again, then kind of fell off, and then I had a hankering to play. Um, what's the name of the game? Yeah, Sleeping Dogs, the one that you gave me. Yeah, Sleeping Dogs, the Ultimate Edition. Oh, and you know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah like I, I love the game, but in fact, you know, because we haven't spoken for quite a few days, did you find that the port was a bit off? Like for some unknown reason, like I don't know, like the, the, the controls are quite unresponsive in regards to certain situations, or maybe it's either that, or I'm just not good at the game. But like, I'm not gonna say I'm, I'm a master gamer, but like, I'd like to think that I've kind of got down the the, con- the basic controls. So, did you find that was happening with you when you're when, like, when you're having like um, sessions where you're fighting against multiple people? Uh, no, I can't say I noticed anything with the controls. To be honest, I think maybe um, there are certain parts of the game from memory where you kind of have to 
use like quick time events or, or your timing has to be like spot on in order to, to do things. Um, mm, mm. So I couldn't, yeah, I can't say I really noticed anything that was like off in the timing necessarily. Um, but but what, what is it? Is it like specifically in the combat mechanics or is it more? Yeah, just man, general I'm stuff? just getting whooped. Bro, I'm just oh. getting whooped. They're whooping <laughs> no, whooping I think, me, man. I, I actually think that's the game's <laughs> mechanics. Like you, you, you do get your ass kicked quite a bit early on because you kind of have mm. to get used to. As I said, it's all in the timing, so you kind of, especially yeah. um, one of the things that really saved the game for me early on was was when you learn the countering uh, strikes and how to that's, counter that's strike. That's the issue that I'm having. Yeah, that, that when you learn that, then everything in the combat becomes that much easier. But but until you can do that you're going to mm. get licks. So you'll just keep getting beat, 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 beat. Yeah, and, and, and you'll keep getting your ass kicked. But once you can master the, the, the counter, it will make yeah. it so much easier. Yeah, so much easier. But it is tricky mm. to, to get to grips with at first because it's it's all in the timing. You've got a kind of time. If you think about it, it's like a, it's like a martial arts fight. You've got a kind of time the counter so that you... You know, so you're countering their blow at, at the right time. Otherwise, you overexpose yourself and you you just get beat. So, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. but okay, yeah, yeah, stick okay, with it. What, what, what um, level are you at so far? What stage in the game have you got to? Okay, you know, well, you're not hearing me, bro. I'm getting whooped at the beginning of the game, bro. <laughs> what the, the, is it? The bit where you first meet um, Winston and his crew. No, no, no. So basically, what, what's happened? I've just what's it called? I've just I'm doing my first mission. With Winston, where I've just got in the, I've got in the van, and I've and I've gone somewhere, and I've got a mask on my face, and they're coming, and you, you, there's like three waves of people, and I've oh, been like the first two, yeah, I remember, and then yeah, the third yeah. wave, like one of them's got a crowbar, hmm. and like literally the minute he hits me, that's like a quarter of my energy down. I'm just like, what the hell's going on? Like, hmm. come on, man, like allow it. <laughs> so yeah, I know, just get me mad, bro. Just get me mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so there's that. Um, I think what else I've been doing? I've, I was watching um. I've nearly finished the Netflix TV show Black um, Black AF or Black AF, which is really really mm-hmm. funny. It's kind of like a mockumentary on the creator or the producer of the shows um, Blackish, um, I think Insecure as well, and all of those type of shows. But it's it's just really really funny. But at the same time, very very informative. Um, um, the, I mean, the, if anybody's a fan of say like shows like Dear White People or Atlanta. Then this is definitely going to be up your going to be up your alley, um, and it's really really funny, man, really funny. Um, yeah, so I've just been doing that. I think I don't think there's actually anything else I've been doing apart from being bored somewhat in this during this lockdown. You know, yeah, that's mm. it. That's it mm. for me. Yeah, what, yeah. What I think you? Black AF is definitely um, something I need to check out as well, man, because uh, it, mm. it looks really good. So yeah, I do want to check that out. Um, for me, not a lot really. Like, I, it's been weird because I've, I've, I feel like all I've done is my day job all week. Like, I've done nothing else. Uh, so the only things really that I've been up to is I've been catching up with Doctor Stone, the anime series, uh, and I've enjoyed it so far. I've, I've really enjoyed it. I've got up. To, I think I'm up to date now. I'm up to episode eleven. Um, so I think there's one more episode in in the season so far but i think the, uh, the the series has been delayed because of um covid19 so um there's okay. a number of like kind of simulated car shows that that aren't updating um as regularly as they should be because basically the animation studios have, went into lockdown 
in Japan. So um, a lot of the shows that we follow currently um, are not being updated, as said. So, so yeah, I've got up to episode 11 of that. But I, I like Dr. Stone. It, it's quite cool. I, I don't know how much you know about it, Rich, but um, it's uh, basically... It's a sci-fi story. Um, what happens is there's this massive event across the the planet that that they call mm. the the uh, petrification, which turns human beings into stones. Um, okay. And there's one young guy, as is always the case in anime, um, a high school genius who um, manages to break himself free from the petrification and then releases like his friend and um, his friends, uh, well, two of his friends actually. Um, and releases an, another kid as well and basically he wants to kind of reshape the, the planet as a world that is you know that worships um, well not worships but sees the full benefit of, of science and and how science can kind of shape the, the world um, but one of the people he releases is um, sees it very differently uh, wakes up and, and thinks that you know the the previous world was a corrupt place and a place that was um run down and and kind of on its last legs and basically sees this as an opportunity to start again but with a with much more of a, a kind of a survival of the fittest attitude um and that people who you know he deems don't weren't contributing to society correctly should not have a place in the new world that they're building and so that kind of sets um these two characters on a kind of collision course and basically it's a a kind of a battle of wills between the two of them to see who can um reignite civilization first and and mold it in in the view that they um that they wish but uh, it's quite cool. The animation style on it is very good. It's it's very vivid and and very colourful. Um, as I said, yeah. I kind of like the story. Uh, I like where the villain is coming from as well, because you know, even though he's quote unquote the villain, he he kind of has an understandable viewpoint that they explain very well in in the show. Uh, that makes you kind of understand why he he's doing what he's doing and. And even though you don't agree with with what he's doing, you can appreciate where he's coming from when he says, you know, the old world was full of like basically corruption, murder, rape. And, you know, we were destroying the planet. Like, why would you want to bring things back to the way that they were? This is an opportunity for us to do things differently and to ensure that the world is full of people who all have the same goal and the same ideal and and want to, you know, ensure that the world is shaped a, a better way. So, um, yeah, it's quite interesting. And as I said, I've been getting into that quite a bit. And I managed to get up to chapter three of Judgment. Woohoo! <laughs> I okay, don't know how okay, I did well it, done, but. Well yeah. <laughs> so I might manage a chapter a week at this rate. So I should be finished within mm. about another 13 weeks. Um, <laughs> but it's good. It's introducing some different sides of the games and different game mechanics. Uh, and in the most recent chapter, I got to go to an underground casino and, and play a bit of blackjack as well, um, mm. and a bit of poker. There was uh, a drone racing I've been introduced to as well, which was pretty cool because um, the, the main lead character Yagame is a private detective, and part of his arsenal is like a drone that you can control in certain parts of the game to to kind of snoop on on different people and, and things like that. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was good. Do you know the 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 part of the game that was kicking my ass the most? Speaking about asses mm. getting whooped, there's a part in yeah. the game where um, for a side mission you have to follow um, a husband who's been accused of infidelity, 
and you yeah. follow him and um, his mistress, and then you've got to take a picture of them as they go into the hotel. I could not take a picture properly for love nor money <laughs> on this thing. And I know you'll laugh because you're always cussing my photography skills. Yeah. <laughs> I could not take a picture for love nor money. I could not get it right. No word of a lie. I had to do it five times before I got the right picture. <laughs> like everything else I've coped with in that game, I've been like, yeah, yeah, I could do it. I could do it. As soon as it came to taking a picture, nah, I'm stumped. <laughs> like, so yeah, yeah, that was that was a bit of a, a frustrating it was experience. Like, I was like, I art imitating life. <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly yeah oh, that was okay, that was okay. irritating as all heck but uh aside from that that's pretty much it really uh, as said the week has kind of flown by really quickly this week and i just haven't really had much time to do much else other than spend time with uh my son and, and the family so yeah that's been about it really right yeah, well good, listeners we've got a few topics lined up for you um we'll be talking shortly about some of the new trailers that have been released but before we do that we've got to get into the big story of the week uh which is of course the news that well some people have been waiting rabidly for and that is that Zack Snyder will be re-releasing his cut of Justice League onto HBO Max next year 2021 um rich where were you when you found this out? Did you see this coming? Um, had you heard anything in the rumor mill about this coming? Wait, wait a minute. Who's who's? What's the Justice League and who's Zack Snyder? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, when did I hear? I heard it. When did? When was it announced? Yesterday, right? I think the initial the official announcement might have been Thursday. I think. Yeah, but they've, yeah, but they've been talking about it. That's it. But they've been talking about it all week, saying how there's going to be some form of announcement. And I think Snyder was saying mm. the same thing. Um, I mean, anybody that that listens to the show knows that I'm a massive, massive Zack Snyder fan. But the one thing that I will say about myself is that I also know what's good and what's bad. And in regards to Zack Snyder's filmography, you know, there's films that he's done that I love. Um, 300 uh, Watchmen I mean I know that the In regards to Watchmen There's 50-50 In regards to who you speak to Then there's films like Sucker Punch Which are more like Guilty pleasures to me And then you have films like Man of Steel and BVS And I'm just like Like dude What are you doing Like the blueprint was there So I mean So I'm always interested To Oh sorry And obviously don't forget Films like, no, like Dawn of the Dead Or um, The Legends of Ga- The Legend of Gaul Which are Which are quite good films as well Um I mean, in regards to the Justice League film, I mean, this has been an ongoing thing for what you would say about two years, Jay. Is it been two years they've been going, asking for this Snyder? Way film? longer than that. Basically, ever since the the original cut or the theatrical cut came out, there has been mm. this movement. I'll explain it for the, those listening who don't know. Um, there's been this movement online within uh, certain areas of, of social media that has been called release the Snyder cut or uses the hashtag release the Snyder cut. Um, mm. You would have to really call it a movement because for the last six years or so, I mean, uh, well, no, it wouldn't have been that long, but I mean, when did justice league come like out? It. That would have been, yeah, it, it feels like about six years, doesn't it? Although I don't think it has mm. been that long to be honest. I don't think it's that long, but it, de- um, but it definitely feels like it feels like that. Though. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I mean, ever pretty. Let's put it this way: ever since Justice League came out, there has been, you know, the, this movement has been around. As soon as kind of the history and and the behind the scenes uh, around the movie was released to the public. Um, so, as said, for those of you that don't know, Justice League as a movie was um, at one point being directed by Zack Snyder, who had, pardon me, who had a very um, specific vision for the film and what he wanted to do. And at the last kind of minute, he was um, replaced. This was partly due to the fact that he had a personal tragedy within his family and, and, and had to leave. Um, although it was speculated in in some corners that um, that wasn't the only reason and that uh, Warner Brothers weren't entirely happy with what they were seeing from uh, Zack Snyder and from the work he was doing on on Justice League. Um, I I don't know how true that is, but it is something that's been suggested. But either way, uh, he left the production and the film was ultimately finished by the uh, Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron director Joss Whedon. Um, that left a film that divided opinion, I think it's fair to say. Um, Mm -hmm. There were some people with some strong feelings. We had some very strong feelings. We did an episode review of Justice League, um, which you can check out, actually, in our old podcast history if you want to hear kind of what we had to say about the original theatrical cut when that came out. So do check that episode out. But, you know, as said, uh, we had some very strong feelings on that on that movie and um, we'll get into our feelings in, in general in a bit, but yeah, yeah that's kind of the, the background um, ever since the movie came out, as, as said, people on social media fans, um, if you want to call some of them that, because frankly their behavior hasn't been very fan like, but fans have been pushing for the film to be released um, or the Snyder cut as it came to be known to be released. Uh, and we use them various different tactics in order to uh, do that. Um, and it seems now that these people have got their wish. And this movie is is now going to be released, as said, by HBO Max. Now, um, I, some of the background I, I've read into this re-release is that um, it will have a budget of $20 million. Uh, The $20 million is is going to be used to touch up VFX. Um, and to allow for maybe some additional photography, but there will be no um, extra scenes and there'll be no reshoots. So the actors won't be called back. Uh, There's just going to be some audio dialogue added, but otherwise they'll just be using the the scenes with the actors that they already had filmed in Zack Snyder's version. And all they're going to be using the 20 million for is to kind of effectively finish the story and as said to finish off the the visual effects and, and things like that. Now, Rich, um, I don't know if you've heard a lot about kind of what the story is around this new version or, or the, the Snyder version of Justice League as opposed to the one that was released in, in the theatres. Do you know much about um, kind of what the plot is and, and what they were intending I mean, to do or what Zack Snyder's intending I mean, to I, do? Yeah, I, I mean, to, I remember reading about his version of what... Because I actually follow, like I said, because I'm a fan, I actually do follow him on various social media. So I know he's quite pre- um well he he does post up quite a bit on uh, there's another social media platform which I don't think has really taken off like they thought it would called Vero and he's he's been very very vocal on that and Twitter like with Vero he posts a lot of like um videos and um 
behind the scenes films, uh, films, um, photographs from from Justice League, and he's been doing that for the past couple of years, and obviously and then leaking it to Twitter, and then you know, then it just then it just snowballs to all other types of social media. Um, so I do remember bits and pieces. Um, I think since the Snyder Cut's been announced, so since the you know the lead up to it the, this week, people have been then reposting what he what the original story was meant to be, and I know that he also did um a watch and Q and A with the Justice League on Twitter, which is the thing now. I feel really old because I, I keep on missing this. I know the Russos did it for Avengers Endgame, but I know that he did it for I think for Justice League as well, and he was also answering questions while he was watching it. But um, the the only thing I remember that really really sticks out to me was the flash running back in time to warn bruce wayne which obviously we do get a snippet of a snippet of it in the original justice league and the whole thing about steppenwolf gets decapitated and his head falls through a portal and lands at dark side's feet and while this while this portal is closing dark side basically sees the justice league and the justice league sees dark side now i'm not gonna lie yeah that sounds badass <laughs> yeah like to me that sounds bad um but you know what like this the thing is you can't you know what the best way to describe this 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 snyder cut rome wasn't built in a day that's that's the best way to describe it like you look at any other film that has like like a, a grandiose story to be told there's always some form of build up to it unless you get some you know some amazing screenplay with an amazing director with an amazing cast which has happened before but it happens once in a while um so i mean so i mean those two things alone i would like to see on film but then everything else i can't remember so i'm not even sure if it's you know if it's even going to make the film a better film and i've got reasons as to why i don't think this film is going to be any better you know with, the, with with this additional footage but those are all personal reasons like you know and, I, and i'll try and back them up but i mean those are the only two things i remember to be honest i mean do you remember anything else or does anything else stick out to you not really to be honest um there is a few bits that i've kind of gleaned here and there from the internet i mean different people have have kind of put out different things in um social media and on the internet about what you know his original justice league vision was and how um you know dark side was going to play more of a role in the story and mm. how um they were going to pay off more of, of some of the elements that were uh, thrown into Batman v Superman and how you know they were supposed to lead up into this movie from there and um, you know a lot of those plot threads were, were going to be expanded and, and so on and so forth um, mm. I think there are a few additional characters who are going to be added to this movie um, there is oh, more like the, backstory the Green Lantern. for yeah yes yeah like there's going to be references to Green Lanterns there's going to be um more of uh, an expanded backstory for cyborg um and for his character i mean we kind of saw oh, yeah. glimpses of it in the original trailer that came out for justice league but obviously all of that footage was um cut uh, from the theatrical release so there'll be more of that um and there'll be more kind of a bit about the the mother boxes and and how they kind of came to to earth and and what their their actual purpose is 
But aside from that, I mean, those were kind of the only things that really stood out to me as things that that sounded different from the the original cut that we saw in the cinema. So for me, you know, that's left me with, like you, a lot of thoughts and feelings on on this. Um, And I guess we'll we'll get to that in, in a moment, I guess. But I mean, the first question to ask is, are you excited for this are you looking forward to this is this something that would make you go out and sign up for hbo max uh nope i ain't saying listen i'm not <laughs> saying listen we're, we're in a pandemic right now i'm not signing up for anything new unless it means that i get it for th- free for three months <laughs> yeah so in regards <laughs> to that no um am i excited for the snyder cut once again no but i am intrigued i'm intrigued I am because, like, I mean, like I said, like I said before, I'm, I'm a Snyder fan, and if there's one thing that he is good at doing, he's good at doing fanboy stuff when somebody's when some he's he's good at doing fanboy stuff if somebody's given him something to do. Now this is the, now now this is the reason why I don't have a lot of faith. In it or my faith is still a bit wavered it's because I've noticed that when he has his own story to tell he's unable to tell a story how it's meant like how like I can imagine a story in his head and what he puts in paper and what he puts on screen ends up basically being three different things whereas like if he mm, follows mm. a pattern which is already there he does it very well so like I said when you look at 300 that's a faith that's quite a faithful adaptation when you look at Watchmen that's quite a faithful adaptation but then you look at something like BVS and it's his own story or, or his own imagining of or an already classic story. And he, and he, in my opinion, he fucked it up. Like the, the mm. blueprint was there. Like we've said before, the blueprint was there for Batman versus Superman. All you had to do was do your own version of that. And give or take, you would have, you would have been scot-free. So excited, no. But intrigued, yes. Because what he's aiming for is basically the third film that he would have made in a DCEU. He's aiming to do that, like I said, within with the th- with the, with the third film. Whereas, like with Marvel, and like I said, it's not about Marvel versus DC. I'm just trying to use them as an example of like what it looks like to play the long game. Marvel didn't have their first actual team up until what it was it film six. Was yeah. Avengers the sixth film? Six films. Mm-hmm. Six films. It's, it's taken six films to get all these people onto screen and for you to love and care about these characters. So much so that when you see them on screen, you're just like, you know what? I'm already here for the ride. And then, and then, and then with your third film, you're making a team up movie with characters that haven't even given enough time to like, you know, to to you know, to be expanded upon. It's a tough job. I'm intrigued to see what he what he can pull off. I mean, as a comic book fan, I'm never gonna choose, you know, Marvel over DC or Image over DC or Valiant over this. I like comic books. I'm a geek. You know, I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. I'm 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 part of the culture. I want to see every single aspect of it do well, because if it all does well, that means we all win. If one thing does well and another thing starts to do badly, that has a knock-on effect. People like negative stuff, so I don't want this film to be bad, but I just can't see how it is going to be good. And like I said, that that makes me not excited. It just makes me intrigued to see if he can pull it off, and if he does pull it off. I tell you one thing, man. Listen, if if Zack Snyder manages to pull off this Snyder cut and making it a really, really good film, this will be higher than Trump being elected for president. I'm being serious. <laughs> like in my eyes, that's how I see it, man. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, um, yeah, I've got a lot of thoughts, as I said. <laughs> There's a lot of things that were kind of swimming through my head. Um, to answer my own question first, am I excited? No. Um, am I intrigued? Maybe a little bit. Sure. I suppose curious to see kind of how this representation is different to what we got at the cinema. But, you know, I have a, a lot of misgivings about the, the movie as a whole and kind of how this has all played out as well. Um, mm. You know, first of all, I I was not a fan of Justice League, is fair to say. Um, as yeah. said, I said, I won't go over old ground because, you know, Rich and I talked that to death when we did our review of Justice League. So if you're interested to know what we thought of Justice League and the theatrical cut, then go back and have a listen to that. So there's no point kind of retreading that again here. But I'm not 100% convinced like you that it can be better. I mean, Mm. on the one hand, you can make the argument that the only way is up because Justice League was pretty terrible. So, you know, you can't really get worse than that. But then at the same time, you know, when I look at something like Batman v Superman, um, you know, when we got the Snyder cut of that, I was still disgusted by it. Like, I thought it was terrible. You know, I really thought it was terrible. The, 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 the theatrical cut was terrible. And then we got the, you know, the director's cut. And that was terrible, too, because exactly the same yeah. problems that I had with the the initial film um at the beginning still persisted in the extended edition so it didn't do anything to to improve my opinion of it and you know i i kind of find myself at a point where i'm like okay is 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 this one going to be any better because you know the the, going off the track record so far there's not a lot of evidence to suggest it will be better um, yeah, sure, there'll be different elements there and, and different things in, but is different going to make it better? And, you know, that's the, the thing. And, and you mentioned, you know, with, with Zack Snyder, how when he's kind of left to his own devices, he he has a tendency to get carried away and and, and it feels quite excessive sometimes with, with some of his filmmaking and, and some of the decisions that he makes. And, yeah. you know, I get the feeling that that's kind of what we're in store for with this Justice League recut and I guess if you're a fan of that and a fan of what he does then you know happy days but for me you know that that gives me a a number of misgivings really um but also you know Mm. oh sorry go ahead no 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 no. go 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 you finish you finish yeah but also I was I was just going to say you know this kind of leaves me cold because this has really set a precedent and I mean that in a sense that you know to all intents and purposes nobody should have known that there was a Snyder Cut a Snyder Mm. Cut shouldn't have even become public knowledge the fact that it was allowed to become public knowledge is strange to me Um, and you know Zack Snyder himself has, has played an absolute blinder because he's he's effectively mobilized this army of loyal minions to essentially get him a job and they've done it. Yeah. You know, and they've done it. It's taken them. Okay. It's taken them three years, but they've got the job done. And what that does is it emboldens people to think, oh, okay, well, you know, if Zack Snyder can get his movie out, then why don't I get my, you know, my, uh, un- uncut version of my movie out why don't I get bad boys for life out there the uncut version 
um, you know, keep telling people that there was more that they would have seen and, and things like that. Like, what's to stop me from doing that? And if big major studios are, are going to behave in that way, then, you know, business is not going to go well for them because surely you must realize that that audience, yes, they're a loyal audience, but they're a small audience. And ultimately, you know, if you want to look at the, the, look at it from a financial point of view, the, the success of Marvel and the MCU has come not just from loyal comic book fans. It's come from having an ability to reach out to people who have no interest in comic books at all, or didn't until they started watching MCU movies. And you have to be able to reach out to those people and convince them that that this is um, your 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 product is good and it's entertaining and it's worth a try. And you know, I don't see how many people there are across the world who are going to go, "Oh, Justice League didn't that come out in like 2016? Oh, let me go and watch this version again." You know, aside from those who are aware of of the situation who is this film going to appeal to and and how are they going to use this to to bring in viewers to hbo max it it doesn't really make sense like the kind of people who go to hbo max and are going to sign up for it are the kind of people who want to watch game of thrones and want to watch the wire and want to watch the sopranos um i i don't see them tripping over themselves to subscribe for hbo max because Zack snyder is bringing out his four-hour version of justice league and also it's this, as I said, this kind of sets a precedent that as long as you bitch and moan long enough, you'll get what you want from a major studio. Yeah, which is crazy to me, like just crazy town. Like I, I cannot get my head around that. I cannot get my head around the fact that a bunch of people, who some of whom, not all of them, but some of whom behaved very badly on social media and on the internet, got yeah. their wish. You know, what is that going to, what message does that tell them? That basically tells them, if I carry on being a dick on social media, I'll continue to get what I want. So they'll do it again and again and again. And it's just like, yeah, it said, I just, I cannot get my head around that. And also, the you know, the fact that they're getting paid or, or they're getting a $20 million budget, budget to finish the film. Like, that's money that could have gone to another production. Or could have gone to an original movie, a small budget movie that that had an idea and 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 could have you know stood on its own two feet. You know why does it go need to go back to a project that's frankly already had its chance and run its course? Like it it yeah. shouldn't be uh, they shouldn't be pumping that kind of money to resurrect it again. You know it had its shot. It's not like it was a TV series where you know they only got one season and they had this really long story that they wanted to tell. It was a movie. He was hired to do a movie. He did the movie. They didn't like the movie he did. So they fired him and, and brought someone else in and changed the movie. It happens. You know, to like it to me that that is very concerning, very concerning. Because, I mean, we've we've had our, our you know, you and I have, have had our discussions here about Star Wars and particularly the yeah. direction it's gone in recently with the recent films. And, you know, we've had our opinions on, on the movies and, and where they're going with it. And I think it's fair to say, you know, we, we differ slightly on, on the certain aspects of some of the movies. I mean, I enjoy The Force Awakens, you don't. But but essentially, we're, we're kind of on the same page in a sense that we, we feel like there's something missing and it's a little bit unfulfilled, um, this new trilogy of movies. What's yeah. to stop 
people who feel like us just banding together and going, nah, we don't want this Star Wars, take it off. And then creating mm. some hashtag and then just bombing like actors' pages, film studio pages every day with the hashtag, release the full Star Wars version, release the Lucas version, or release the Dave Filoni version, or whatever. Like, there's, there's nothing to stop us doing that now. Because, as I said, well, look at what these guys have done. So we could mm-hmm. do that tomorrow. I mean, you could start rounding up some people and, and, and bombing Disney on um, social media until they release a, a different version of, of Star Wars, some version that in our heads is going to make everything better. Like, it, it just, you know, I've had a real hard time trying to figure that one out. I mean, but, but how do you feel about it? Well, I, I mean, to be honest... I mean, let's 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 call a spade a spade. This isn't the first time this has happened. Um, there seems to be something. Well, I mean, there, there's diff, there's many different aspects to it. Obviously, one of them just being, you know, social media, um, giving the voice to people. Um, and as we've discussed before, like sometimes it's not necessarily the people who talk the the most sense; it's the people who shout the loudest, and that's the reason why they get hurt. Um, so I mean, in regards to get, I mean, I am surprised that they did. Am I surprised? I don't know. You know, like you know what? Because whereas, like when we were younger, like you know, we had Marvel versus DC, and it was still a thing. But you know, I could like Spider Man and and still like Batman, and and people wouldn't really give me any headache. Now it's become, it's become a proper war, man. It's like like you're either one or the other, and. And there and there is no there is no common grounds, and yeah, it seems it's, to it's, be like that. That it's the culture war, because, isn't it? It's it's another yeah, 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 yeah. side of of this ongoing culture war that that's happening in all facets of 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 geek fandom, really. But yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and and and, like, and and that passion, like I said, this to be honest, this shouldn't come as like you know as a surprise. Just today, just by chance, I know there was um. A female wrestler who committed suicide. She was also in, like an, an extra, sort an extra. She was part of like a Netflix type of um, Big Brother type of house set in Tokyo, and she committed mm, suicide mm. after posting like um, a tweet on Twitter. Um, the lady, the actress who played Rose in um, Star Wars, that's the new Star Wars trilogy. She left Twitter after people started harassing her and hitting her of all types of like you know all types of things. We've had artists and writers be attacked. For the way how they depict particular characters, um, whether it be you know, I'm not even going to go. I'm not even going to go down that road because, like I said, I, I sometimes it's not about picking a side. It's just about being well. Listen, you know, you can have an opinion about something. That doesn't mean that you have to say it. But you know, just by chance today, I was I was re- I was watching something on YouTube and the lady was talking about the Spider Woman cover, where she was in that provocative pose and people, you know, and. It, you know, people attacked the the artist and, and made him take it down and or Marvel took it down and there was like I said, it's like it's just weird. It's just like I think sh- this is just another prime example of us showing how much power that we have, but we are ultimately corrupted by the power that we have. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm not sure if I'm not sure if I'm explaining myself properly. Whereas like we're now in a position where us as let's just call us as a collective as geeks us as us as geeks back in the day we were that's all we were we didn't have a voice we weren't physically strong you know like all of those stereotypes we weren't anything you were given this comic book and you were told to like it and that's it and now 
people see the amount of power that we have in regards to what's popular or how much money it can make who you can get to star on it who can get to direct it and we now have quite a large amount of power over those decisions so to see this Snyder Cut happen hasn't really surprised me this is just never another evolution of fandom kicking up a stink or as you like to say Jason like you know one of your favorite terms you know is take a dummy and throw it out and throw it, and throw it out the pram or throw it out the cut so am I surprised no am I disappointed especially the way how you put it where this money could have gone to another film yes I am am I still intrigued about the Snyder Cut yes I am <laughs> it's a Snyder Cut <laughs> yeah you know so, so it's like that's it's the like irony, a double-edged sword it? yeah that's exactly the that's the irony but then it's one of those things where it's like if this ends up being like a flop then 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 what happens then like mm. look at look, look how much money is going to be lost because yeah. when you ask me why you know what what i was looking forward to it in my opinion in order for this film to be good it then has to make bvs a good film and it then has to make the man of steel a good film that's a very very hard thing to do hmm so you understand like mm. you're, you're basically saying that i'm going to release this cut of the film so when you go back and you watch these two films these two films will now make sense to you and also become better films that's if already if you're, that's if you're not a fan of those films already might I, might I add so and i just see that as in like now that i'm sitting down thinking about it it just seems like it's an impossible task because both of the two films previously were, were hack jobs bvs was a hack job Hmm. I don't care about the Ultimate Edition. It was a hack job. So, in, you're trying to tell me that if once I watch the Justice League movie, BVS is going to make sense. It's not going to make sense to your to your shitty editing. <laughs> no, like no, no, like, no offense hmm. to Zack Snyder. Like, like I said, when we talk about actors and actresses and directors or producers, we're talking about the work. So, we try not to make it a personal thing to them. You know, to them, it's just to their work. And may, sometimes we may say things, say things which are a bit harsh, but this is just how I feel. Like, you know, your director, you went to you went to a school where you learned how to do certain things. So when I see some of these mistakes being made, I'm just like, dude, you know, you got paid X amount of money to make this. You were given X amount of money to make this. And now you're getting another 20 mil to do this. And I don't know, like I said, to me, it's when you just wait the way here you just broke it down before that it just got my it just got my brain just pounded man <laughs> like i don't i don't understand but I, yeah but i agree with you i don't think it's fair though i definitely don't think it's fair no no it, it, it doesn't feel like it's fair and yet as as you rightly pointed out you know the irony is I, i'm still kind of intrigued i, I can't lie as, as having said all i've said um you know i i don't hold out much hope for this movie i i, I don't think it's suddenly going to reveal this masterpiece that was hiding within the, the the rubbish that came out in the cinema but i am intrigued to know kind of where he wanted to go with the story and and you know and i guess that's the power of persuasion isn't it the the kind of mm. constant you know we've we've constantly been bombarded with imagery by snyder himself um, via his own social platform as, as Richard described it and through Twitter and, and, and other sources that you know fans have, have picked up on and retweeted and posted and it's all been things that you've kind of thought oh okay so that's what that would have looked like and I wonder how that would have fit in live action and then you know the the fan side of you kind of kicks in and you're like hmm yeah that, that that sets the wheels turning but yeah as I said I, I do 
kind of find this slightly depressing to be honest this this situation because it as said it it sets a a very a a very problematic precedent for for me so i'm I'm not sure where that's going to leave us but um listeners let us know what you think and and let us know kind of how you feel about the Snyder Cut coming out next year are you excited you know where did you like the original one because I, I actually know people who like the original so you know how are they going to feel when this new movie comes out that is purporting to be totally different to the movie that they saw in the cinemas um mm. you know and, and as I said I, I do know people specific people in, in my friendship circle who liked it so you know how how is that going to leave them when this totally different movie with the same name or, or purportedly totally different movie with the same name comes out next year? But yeah, we'll see. We'll, in I fact, guess we'll in all fact, just you know what? You know, you know who I'm surprised that we haven't actually heard anything from. Hmm. We haven't heard anything from Joss Whedon. What's he saying about this? Well, he he's <laughs> staying quiet because the you know the release the Snyder Cut Mafia kind of targeted him after the the film came out and they weren't happy with. Hmm. It. So he actually left Twitter for a while. Um, I think he's still back. He's come back since. But he Mm. was off for a while because, um, yeah, he was the one who was blamed for Justice League's failure um, at the box office and and failure as a film. So so I doubt you'll hear much, if anything at all, from from him, to be honest. He's kind of not putting his foot in in, in that whole mess again. And yeah, I don't blame him yeah. to be honest. So um, yeah. Well, he got paid. He got paid because I'm not. Listen, I don't know how much he got paid, but I reckon he got paid. <laughs> like he got. Paid, yeah, he must I have reckon. got a tidy. He must yeah. have got a tidy salary out of that. Surely. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, because because yeah, yeah. I because I reckon I reckon they asked everything that he put in there that everybody hates so much for some unknown reason. I can imagine DC actually asking him to put him put that uh, asking him to put that in. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure they did. Yeah. I'm sure they did. I mean, for, from what I understood of Justice League before, I remember reading an article when Zack Snyder was still attached to it, and he was he apparently had a media day on on the set of um, Justice League when it was filming in London, and he kept talking about, oh yeah, this movie's going to be funny. It's going to be a lot more fun, and you know that we're going to lighten the tone a little bit, and this, that, and the other. Um, and it's clear that you know these were things he was instructed to say by Warner Brothers because that's what they were looking for from their Justice League movie or that's what they wanted so yeah I I wouldn't be surprised at all if that was um, you know based on on notes as they call it in the industry that he got from you know people up on on high at WB Um, so Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah But yeah, let's um, let's draw a line under that. I was thinking we we might have some DCEU chat and and see about the universe as a whole. But to be honest, we can do that another day. So um, yeah, we'll 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 get back to that one, listeners, because obviously this situation is developing rapidly. So um, we'll move on to some other things. But before we do, um, yes, we should say uh, an RIP uh, to Hannah Kimura, who was uh, the person who passed away um, recently. Uh, it appears that she may have taken her own life, um, which is really devastating. She was a wrestler um, for a, a, an indie promotion, I think, called Stardom. And yeah. uh, as Rich said, she was a, a reality TV star on a Netflix show. I didn't actually see the Netflix show as well. But it's a really tragic story because, again, it does seem like she was a victim of, of online bullying. Um, and, you know, again, not... <laughs> speculating because neither rich or i know anything about the case but yeah it, it does seem like that may have 
have played a part in in the events that unfolded afterwards so um yeah really tragic really really tragic and um also a quick r.i.p as well to shad gaspar um from crime time <laughs> for wwe fans who are listening i don't know if you heard mm. this story rich you probably did um because it was yeah, all yeah, over yeah. social media as well but but that mm. was really tragic as well um and you know crime time while i i absolutely cringed at their gimmick because i was like come on man please like it's 2000 and when was when did their run first start i guess it must have been about 2007 or 8 in wwe when they first came in i think um but i was like oh man come on like you know wrestling is bad with with gimmicks but jesus like you really gave these two black men this gimmick but apparently they they both enjoyed it and enjoyed the their roles and their time but um shad was like a multi-talented guy apparently he he i don't know if you knew this rich but he wrote and produced his own graphic novel um which was apparently a bestseller he also wrote an original screenplay treatment um, which I understand his estate are, are hoping to now get made posthumously. Um, mm. He was the motion capture actor for Kratos in God of War Four as well, um, oh, wow. which is something okay. else I didn't know. Yeah, he it was confirmed um, after his death that yeah, that's one of the things he'd been doing since he'd left wrestling. Um, so he was a man of many talents, but also, I mean, it, it seems like he was just a really nice guy. Like the amount of people mm. that kind of came out and said. You know, he was really friendly to me. He was really nice to me. You know, he did this thing for me and and that thing for me. Apparently, he stopped an armed robbery in 2016. Um, Mm. This, you know, so he was like a real life superhero, this guy. Yeah. You know, really was. He he was larger than life. And, you know, his final act was to save his son, to beg the Coast Guard to take his son and not him, you know, which is just... Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. So, know, um, that, that, yeah, that makes my that makes my chest hurt, man. Mm, Fudging hell, mm, man. Mm. Oh man. Yeah, it's it's sad, man. This this year is just fucked. This twenty twenty is fucked. We need to just cancel mm. it and just start again. It's just a horrible fucking year, man. It really yeah, is. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, rest in peace to to both of those individuals. Um, oh, and to and Jerry, St- Jerry Stiller. Oh yes, of course. Well. Yeah, Jerry Stiller passed away um, as well, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, Ben Stiller's that's, that's dad. Ben Stiller's yeah. dad. Yeah, mm. Jinx Touchwoods. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and who's the other actor? The guy who plays? Um, he was like the head of the radio station or the news station in Anchorman. He's one of those actors that you never know his name. Not well, I, mean, oh, I never remember his name, but you know, but I, I know his remem- face. I can't remember his name, but I know you're talking about. Yeah, but I, I, you know what I'm talking about. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slips my mind now. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, he passed away as well, that. man. So, yeah, mm. so RIP to all those guys, man. So, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, let's get back to the chatter. Well, um, I was going to talk about uh, Ruby Le- Ruby Rose leaving Batwoman, but then I realised I haven't watched Batwoman, like, not even <laughs> the pilot, so I really have no opinion mm. on this one way or the other. Um, yeah. I don't know if you ever saw it, Rich. Nope. <laughs> okay, well, then swiftly moving on. <laughs> yeah swiftly moving on then because um yeah i mean all i know is from people whose opinions i trust their opinions were not as bad you don't want to see it and i was like oh yeah well well, well, i mean okay but no just in case anybody decides to put two two together and come out and come away with 64 like it's nothing to do with ruby rose or to do with sexuality in regards to us not watching the batwoman show 
and I'm speaking for both of us here. I just, I'm just, I just not in love with the CW shows anymore. I, I fell out of love with Arrow quite a few years ago. Um, the Flash, I think I fell out of love with come by season two, and I only really watched the crossovers. So, so, so I mean, so just in case anybody, you know, because we did have a little bit of a chuckle in regards to us not watching that show, just in case anybody wants to try and make up their own decision as to the reason why we don't watch it, it's nothing to do with any of those things. It's just that we're not a fan. Well, I'm not a fan of that whole series anymore or that whole universe. Um, and I was actually quite disgusted. To be honest, I'm actually quite upset with myself that I didn't watch it because I was actually quite disgusted with, with the, the, black, the backlash that Ruby Rose got from the LGBTQ um, community when she was given that role. Um, hopefully that has nothing to do with the reason why she has decided to leave. Um, and it's just because she's moved on to bright pastures. But like Jason said, maybe something that we can talk upon uh, or talk about, let's say, in like another episode. If not, um, either way, good luck to her and good luck to that TV show and that, you know, expanded universe. Um, but yeah, sorry, carry on. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. You summed it up nicely, mate. So yeah, we'll leave her that. Um, <clears throat> all right, let's get on to a little bit of trailer talk. We had uh, two very juicy trailers come out this week um, that I think should give us some interesting kind of chat for 10 or 15 minutes or so. Um, we'll talk about uh, the Old Guard trailer first just because it's fresh in my memory because I just watched it. Okay. I didn't actually watch it when it was released, but um, yeah, I just checked it out now. So for those of you that don't know, um, uh, this is a movie starring Char- uh, Charlize Theron, uh, Matthias Schoenitz as well, um, I-, I recognized in there. Um, and she would tell Edgeo 4 as well. Um, I well, saw done. well so, done, yeah. bruv. well done, bro. Well done. I was waiting, I was waiting for that. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm from Peckham, bro. I know how to pronounce it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so you know, the, the movie looks kind of intriguing, really. It says it's based mm. on a graphic novel. Are you familiar with it, Rich? I'm actually not. No, I'm not. Like, this, <laughs> this morning, those graphic novels from like Image. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That it, came out like two. It definitely had image vibes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's that? Soldiers that are unkillable? Yeah, that's our jam. Let's do, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, the trailer looked all right for me. Um, it looks like it's kind of a action sci-fi kind of vibe. It's a a Netflix production, so um, presuming it will it will come to Netflix on release. Um, and it looks like it's about kind of an immortal like shot. Charlize Theron leads this group of immortal soldiers um, that have kind of existed for for many years uh, amongst us um, because of something within their DNA. Um, and there are people out there who who know of their existence and are trying to capture them so they can harvest this DNA and, and sell it on the black market. Um, and loads of kind of dusty uh, action scenes in, in deserts and, and desert town environments and things like that. Um, looks all right. Looks like a kind of... Um, Saturday night action movie that I, I wouldn't mind in, uh, watching for a little while. Uh, couldn't pick up anything substantial about the story or, or the characters or anything from that trailer specifically, but but yeah, it looked like a decent watch. But um, yeah, Rich, what did you make of it? To be honest, I think that's what it, uh, that's what it looks like to me. It looks like yeah, we're a bunch of people that we can't die. There may be some religious undertones at some point, you know. Um, oh, definitely. And we, yeah, and, and people are after us because they want to use us as super soldiers or to create new super soldiers. That's it. Listen, I'm a fan of Charlize Theron. I was definitely a fan of hers in... Um, what's the film that she made again? Where she plays um, the 
the secret agent and it's set in the 80s oh is that atomic blonde atomic blonde that's it i was about to call it bombshell but that's the other film she made um yeah i think she was in that film but yeah um but yeah, yeah, yeah she atomic is, blonde yeah. yeah atomic blonde like physically like I, i'm actually yeah i'm actually i'm actually quite well i wouldn't say i'm upset because that means i'm taking it personally but i'm actually quite surprised that atomic blonde still doesn't get brought up the way how john wick gets brought up hmm. because i mean it's obviously the same stunt choreographers and action choreographers that, that did that film but the fight scenes in that i mean like don't get me wrong like keanu reeves is amazing in john wick but we've seen and like i'm a big keanu reeves fan so i've i can personally say that i've seen the evolution of keanu reeves physically so from the days of like point break where he where he got into extreme sports to like you know to speed where he packed on like x amount of muscle to the matrix you know to you know to then like you know um you know the, the john wick films but you get like someone like charlize theron who's just like you know you're quite a you know a, a, a method-based actor with films like monster where you're putting on loads of weight um or other films where you're losing loads of weight but then she went that the other route that quite a lot of actors and actresses don't and just like listen i want to learn how to kick ass so if anything the one thing that i definitely did get from this you know this old god movie is that like you said it's going to be a kick-ass film i'm not sure how much of the story is going to keep me entertained it or keep me intrigued it just might keep me happy but as long as i've got some of those action scenes that i know she's capable of doing and i did see some of that in the trailer i think i'm going to be happy so yeah that's that's where i stand on that Cool. Yeah, same here, really. Um, I, I said pretty much same as you. I, I as well am shocked that people don't really talk about Atomic Blonde much because, I mean, I've only seen it once, but I remember like really enjoying Atomic Blonde, um, particularly the fight scenes. And, you know, mm. the, you really had to take your hat off to her for the, the amount of work she did, you know, to, to get herself in into shape to to fight and the amount of dedication she put into it and the amount of effort she put into it. And, you know, you look at something like that and then you look at Iron Fist and you're like, why? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we have to get our one Iron Fist dig in every episode. So yeah, get used <laughs> to it, people. But, um, you know, you, you look at that and, and you can't help, but, but be amazed. And, you know, Charlize Theron's a, a top draw actor, like top quality. So, you know, you're never going to worry too much about her on the screen and her on-screen performance. It would be more just kind of how will she handle the, the action. But, um, yeah, from this old guard trailer, as I said, it looks like she's kind of um, gone for it again and is getting really physical with it. And, you know, I, I do kind of like some of the action scenes I saw. Um, there's nothing there that's really kind of like mind-blowingly innovative, but they might well be saving the best for the, the production. So we'll wait and see when it comes out. But but otherwise, yeah, you know, it looks like a good, as said, a fun kind of Saturday night action movie, really. So um, I'm all down for it and I'm, I'm here for it. So yeah, bring it on, man. Um, okay, and the other trailer that we're going to talk about is for a movie that is probably among some of the most anticipated movies of, of this year, really, certainly when the year begun. Uh, and that is the latest movie from director Christopher Nolan called Tenet. Um, now, Rich, I know you kind of didn't get on a lot with um, some of his, his previous movies, particularly mm -hmm. Inception. Um, and this one kind of has an Inception vibe to it, I guess, in a yeah. sense that it's, 
um, you know, without giving away too much, because some people are already going on like, oh, the trailer gives away too much. Um, but without giving away too much, obviously this delves quite deeply into the sci-fi um, side of things in a way that Inception also did. Uh, only this one, rather than focusing kind of on dreams and the dream world, is is more about kind of time travel or, or time inversion, as uh, the, they describe it in the trailer. But um, I am kind of intrigued for for this one, just because, to be honest, it's it's very rare to see a high class, a kind of high class A list white director pick a black mm. actor to lead their big budget production it's something that doesn't happen a lot um particularly not in the kind of action sci-fi world um you know you you get it every now and again like you get you know will smith starring in independence day but even by then will smith was megastar you know he was half a megastar by that point yeah Um, yeah, you know he was already a household name so it, mm. it wasn't like he was, you know, an up and comer. People all around the world knew who Will Smith was. So, you know, I am intrigued that that Nolan has gone with uh, John David Washington, a guy who I'm a, a big fan of after Black Klansman. Um, mm. You know, I thought he was brilliant in that. And yeah, I'm I'm really kind of intrigued to see kind of how he handles himself in 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 a big screen role like this. And and as I said, it's it's kind of fascinating to see a, a black actor get a, a big opportunity like this. So so for you know on that basis, I'm I'm really kind of intrigued along with you know the the idea of time travel and things like that as well. Although I do hope mm. it doesn't get messy because that that's always kind of a, a a danger with time travel movies, you know. Um, even Back to the Future, I mean, by the time it got to Back to the Future 3, it was kind of a bit like, okay, what are you doing now? Like, I, I, mm. I, you know, it's a bit of a mess. So, um, yeah, I would like to see, you know, what his ideas are around time travel and how he's going to implement that. It looks like we're going to get some cool kind of uh, reverse action scenes and, and things like that, which is a, a cool visual gimmick and, and something I'm sure that will look good on the big screen. And, and Nolan's films are, are never ugly. You know, I, I don't... Um, I Like you, I'm not necessarily the, a, a massive fan of Christopher Nolan. There's some things of his mm. that he's done that I really like. And then there's other things that I'm kind of like, nah, you know, I'm not as bothered on. Um, but... Yeah, you know, I, I I do think you know he's always a visualist, um, a bit like Zack Snyder. He, you know, he's always yeah. going to make stuff look beautiful. You know that. So um, it's just a case of of what kind of story we've got waiting for us, really. But but yeah, I mean, I've rambled enough. So yeah, Rich, I mean, what do you what's your take? What do you think uh, we can expect from Tenet? And is this likely to be a movie that that might grip you in a way that Inception maybe didn't? Um, I ho- I hope it does. I mean. It's weird because it's like is is. See the thing is, I haven't been a fan, a proper fan of Nolan since probably Batman Begins. I'm not a big fan of the Batman trilogy as a whole. People say it's one of the best trilogies ever made, and I'm just like, yeah, nah. Come by the third part, you, you, if you think the third part's a good film, you, you're just being a fanboy at that point, in my opinion. Um, and then Inception, like I said, is Inception is one of those films that I I really want to love. And it has particular moments in it, and I'm just like, oh man, that's so good. And then it has other parts which just which fall so flat, and I'm just like, I just feel like I'm wasting my time. And I almost feel like what you promised me 
I'm not even getting half of that. And then on top of that, in Inception, the the, the main character of, of played obviously played by, um, by Leonardo DiCaprio, I think it's called William Cobb. Like he's not the best thing in it. I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Tom Hardy. In fact, I think everybody in that film puts in a much better performance than yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd agree with and, that. And, it, and it's yeah, and, yeah and, it, and it's weird because obviously, like DiCaprio, once again, he's an, he's another actor that. I don't clamber to go and see his films, but then I know that when I watch, sit down and watch that film, he's going to give in a bang up performance. You know, like one of my favorite films of all time is, is what's he, he was eating Gilbert grape and a well, for him was he was eating Gilbert grape and the basketball diaries. Like he smashes those films, man. And he was a kid when he was making those. So, and then obviously there's other films that he's made later on in his career, which have, you know, have, you know, once again, proven that he, you know, he's good at his craft. But at the same time, I never go to clamber to go and see those films. But in Inception, he was almost like he's like he like he didn't want like he didn't want to be there. I don't want to you know sound out or turn by saying that, but it sounded it felt like the other guys were enjoying it a lot more in a set, so to speak. But 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 in regards to Inception, I, I never felt like it 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 gave me what it promised. And ever since then, that's one of the reasons why I've never gone and watched Interstellar. Um, because it's just left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. And I feel, I'm scared that the same thing's going to happen with Inception. And, you know, is, is, you know like um, Inception with, with Tenet. Um, I, it's, it's, a, it's a nice way, it's, it, well, it's a really nice different way of dealing with time travel, or like you said, inversion, which we probably only dealt with, let's say, like in comic books or animation. The closest thing I can think of in regard to in um, um to Tenant for the for its use of inversion would probably be that um episode of the Animatrix. Um, do you remember? Do you remember Jay? Where is the kids find that haunt? There's, there's a haunted house in quotation marks, and they keep on doing things like throwing balls and watching it bounce, and then it freezes. But you oh, find that basically yeah, yeah, it's a glitch yeah, yeah. in the I Matrix. Now. Yeah, yeah. So 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 we have so we have seen it around before, but. I don't know, man. Like, I, I just don't feel like I'm. I'm not super stoked for it. I mean, I'm happy that for you know for for John Washington or John David Washington. Um, I mean Robert Pattinson. I mean he's he's not exactly a shit actor, is he? So, um, mm, mm. but there's but there's nothing aside from like the sci-fi element of it. There's there's nothing else that's really got me super stoked. And there's that, and the other thing as well is that I always feel that the science fiction stories that. Um, Christopher Nolan tells they would be better in like a written form he reminds me of like the stories that I used to read when I was a kid where I'd get like a you'd go to the library and pick up an anthology of science fiction stories and each story lasts about 30 pages and they're written by like you know Ray Bradbury the tattooed or the illustrated man and stuff like that and it's good in like short prose but when he tries to put it into like a long form he just he yeah he just loses my attention man so I mean, once again, I'm intrigued to see the film. Am I excited to see it? No. Um, people that were complaining that the second trailer was showing you too much, um, I, I, I'm like, what were you watching? Because to me, the second trailer just feels like an extended trailer of the first one. If you're a fan of sci-fi or any form of fantasy, I think the first trailer kind of just laid it out bare for you. That's it. That's my opinion. But um, I mean, maybe when the third trailer comes out, it might change my mind. But up until then, whether I go and see it in the cinema or not is going to be—I don't know—will be fifty-fifty. Let's put it that way. Cool.
cool. Fair enough. All right. Well, we'll leave the trailer chat there for now, folks. Um, now we're going to move on to something a little bit more fun, which I'm hoping we'll be able to introduce over new episodes that will be coming up over the coming weeks and months. Uh, we, we and Rich are going to have a Cora debate. Uh, what is Cora? Well, Cora is, for those that don't know, a, a social network where you can go and ask questions and people will endeavor to give you answers. It's basically like Yahoo Answers, but classier and with less dumb questions in it. Um, Cora is a, a nice little spot as well if you want to get like geeky questions answered because there's lots of subgroups. Um, that deal with comic books, movies, uh, gaming, all kinds of good fun stuff. So as said, over the coming weeks, um, what Rich and I are going to do is we're going to pick out a couple of questions and then we're going to try and answer them in in a fun way and hopefully get some of you involved in the future in some of those questions as well so you can feel like you're interacting with these. Now, I've picked out three We've gone for uh, some MCU questions to start with because, hey, you know, we're MCU fanboys over here. So um, I've picked out three MCU questions. So we're going to have a go at uh, answering some of these to the best of our ability. And hopefully you will be entertained along the way. Now, um, the first one I actually really liked. Uh, that's why I picked it out because it's a little bit of a tricky one as well. Um, now, mm-hmm. I said, bear in mind that all of these questions uh, relate to MCU characters. So um, not necessarily their comic book counterparts. So people that you would have seen in, in the Marvel movies, listeners, for those of you listening. So um, the first question I said is a doozy. I like this one. And the question is, Rich... If Thor had to choose one MCU character to fight against Hela that's not the Hulk, who would he choose and why? So, um, um, yeah. You're going to go first? <laughs> what do you think? No, no, you go. You can go first. Okay. Who, who would he choose? Oh. And also, why I would he think, choose them? And why would he choose them? Hmm. Uh, he would choose... Uh, see, the thing is, I know who... I think I know who he would choose... But I know who I would like him to choose. So I think he would choose Captain America. Just because mm-hmm. there, there's that, you know, like there's that, there's that common, you know, there's that mutual, res- there's that respect that he has for someone. You have to remember as well, like Thor, Thor's a god. So he looks at everyone else as just being like, you know, well, you're just, you know, puny. More. No, there's that one bit in Avengers, the first one, where the, the, the staff is starting to affect everybody um, um, psychically. And he get, and it zooms in on Thor and he goes, "All you human people are all so little." <laughs> mm. like, but 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 you know, there's something that when he looks at Captain America, he doesn't he doesn't see that. He generally sees somebody who probably stands on the same level as him. Um, so and plus, Captain America can pick up the hammer. So you know that that that's a no brainer in itself. Um, so I reckon that's why he would choose. That's why he would choose him. There's no way he's going to choose Tony Stark because he doesn't trust Tony Stark. Um, as far as you can throw him um, and to, to a certain degree I reckon that maybe some of the other Avengers maybe don't register on his radar as much somebody like Hawkeye now that I think about it there's actually not a lot of interaction between Hawkeye and Thor throughout the majority of the MCU to my recollection and the same thing for Thor and the Black Widow um, so yeah so that's the reason that's how I'm going to, the reason I'm going to go with that answer who would I like him to choose um just to make it nice and easy and quick and to have it like, you know, get it done and dusted with Captain Marvel, the other strongest Avenger or the other other strongest Avenger, depending on who you're talking to. Easy. I reckon mm. those two would have mm. those two would have battered Hella. Mm. No, no long thing. So, yeah, 
Those are my two answers. So that's my answer. Those are my two answers for the one question. <laughs> cool. Well, you've already picked my answer anyway because I was going to say Captain Marvel as well, um, yeah. just purely because, <laughs> as you said, she she's the other strongest character around. She's mm. got flight. She's durable. Um, you know, so she's likely to kind of be able to stand up to to Hela a bit better than than some of the other MCU characters could. So. Um, yeah, I, I suspect uh, probably Captain Marvel is, is who he would call. Although I understand your reasoning for Captain America. And, and you know, I do like MCU Cap uh, quite a lot as a character. But I, I do worry about him a little bit up against Teller and those blades. Um, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, he'd have a hell of a job trying to defend himself from that, I think. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I kind of went with Captain Marvel um, for those reasons. As I said, she's, she's quick. She's powerful. Um, you know, the, the flight wouldn't last that long with if she's got Captain Marvel. Uh, if Thor's got Captain Marvel in in his corner against Hela, you know, she'd probably make light work of Hela, to be honest. So, mm. so yeah, yeah, I would go with Captain Marvel as well. All right, uh, next question is, and this one I think you'll enjoy: which character is too powerful to join the MCU as it stands right now? Ah, Silver Surfer, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say Surfer. <laughs> yeah, Silver Surfer. Why, why Silver do you think Surfer Surfer's too powerful for the MCU right now? Well, the thing... Well, I mean, basically, his, his power is from Galactus. Galactus is easily one of the most powerful entities out there. So so the already, already that there's that. Um, num- that's, that's number one. Number two... I mean, if you're going off like the, the, the comic book version of the Silver Surfer, what a lot of people seem to forget is that the Silver Surfer hasn't been around for like just a couple of hundred of years. He's been around for thousands of years. Like his, the destruction of Zenla isn't something that happened overnight. So his, master, his mastery over the, the power cosmic like puts him in, in such high regard. It, it, it's a joke. There's a reason why when you read the Silver Surfer comic, when, why he when there was well there was a brief period especially during the seventies when he was doing this whole like you know I'm, I'm a pacifist type of thing he'd just be flying through space on his surfboard as you do like a surfer you know and he'd be attacked by somebody and he'd be like please do not attack me I weld the power cosmic you do not understand the perils that you shall be facing if you face me so I shall give you your time to think about what you've done and go away and leave me like he is that powerful so I mean if you're gonna bring him into the MCU you've either got to do one or two things. You've got to either keep him at that level and then raise everything else, or you've got to depower him, which isn't going to work for someone of his stature. So, um, yeah, so I reckon bringing him in is, is, is going to be very, very hard because he's easily going to be one of the most powerful um, comic book characters brought into the MCU. And I also think, and know, should I say, that he's more powerful than Captain Marvel. So, hmm. there you go. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Silver Surfer. I, I would have said Silver Surfer as well, but I think just to be different, I'll say mm. for the moment, I don't think you can bring in Franklin Richards yet. Oi. That's not a yet. Problem. Yeah, yeah, not yet. It's too soon. It's too soon. It's too soon. <laughs> it's too soon. <laughs> like, trust me, listeners, if, if you don't know about Franklin Richards, like, do a Google about, about Franklin. Um, 
yeah, like let's get the Fantastic Four right first, and then you know down the road we can talk about Franklin Richards. But yeah, 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 he's, yeah. he's yeah he's next level, next level. <laughs> like you're talking about hmm. man who can walk realities and shit like that. You know, like, oh, wait, okay, yeah, it's a joke, it's a joke, it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a bit crazy. Um, cool. Okay. Well, uh, last question is um, one I'm gonna let you run wild on, Rich. Because to be honest, I actually don't know. Like I've been thinking about it all day, and I still don't know how I would answer this question. So um, yeah, I'm gonna let you take a run at it first. But the last question is: How would the MCU versions of Marvel superheroes do against Star Wars Galactic Empire? Against us, okay. So when you say Star, <laughs> all right. So when you say the Star Wars Galactic <laughs> Empire, like, wait, oh, wait, hold on, wait, wait, wait. What's it? Say I, I guess. Again? <laughs> okay. The the question is, how would the MCU versions of Marvel heroes do against the Empire of Star Wars or the Galactic Empire of Star Wars? Hmm. See, I, I guess like... I guess if, if if to make it a little bit easier, I'm guessing that the original person who asked the question was referring to the canon Galactic Empire, so not the the expanded universe that's been discarded by Disney, but the things that are still canon. Um, so that would include the movies, the graphic novels that are still considered canon, the, the novels that are still yeah. considered canon, and, and all of that. Um. Uh, you know what? Maybe Star Wars because they've just got more people. Like they, they've, 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 they've just got yeah, they've just got more members. But then at the same time, I'd look at that like, MCU, and once again, like because they're two different universes, is is there, is either going to be one or the other? So you can be like, okay, cool. Well, you can look at the, the Star Wars galaxy. They've got Jedi's and they've got Sith Lords who might team up to face off against the MCU, and I mean, just taking away the powers that they've got as, you know, force welders, they've got lightsabers, which are, mm. you know, technically some of the best weapons that you can have. Mm. And then they're like, yeah, but well, 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 let's, let's, can a lightsaber cut through vibranium? <laughs> well, no, let's simplify it. Let's say that, for example, we're talking about just the Star Wars movies. So there isn't, uh, you know, the, we're not talking about like the days of the Old Republic where there was armies of, of Jedi and armies of of Sith there was um Palpatine there's Vader and there's the the basically the galactic empire the, the force that is the galactic empire so stormtroopers okay. shock troopers you know all of that kind of thing and all of that is going up against the the all the characters from Infinity War and Endgame basically yeah, I put my money on MCU. Stormtroopers can't hit can't hit anything to save their life. So that's, <laughs> so that's them. Yeah. That's them already out the equation. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, you've you've, you've got the Force World to say, like you said, like you know, like the Obi Wan's and and the Darth Vader's and stuff like that. But then you know what? I've seen what Scarlet Witch can do to somebody like Thanos, and not to be bad or anything, but Thanos is just as scary as you know as Darth Maul or as Darth Vader, and. And, and Scarlet Witch made Thanos like literally crap his pants so you've got that um, I just think that you'd basically have a character that can either char- that can either counter another character or can counter multiple characters I mean King Thor of like of Asgard already at that level of power that he's at that's already a problem man I mean his lightning versus Palpatine's lightning I know who I'm putting my money on 
Mm. So, you know, yeah, so I, I reckon the MCU. Yeah, I would have kind of come to the same conclusion myself, I think. Um, I, I just don't think that the Empire has enough uh, heavy hitters, as Rich said. You know, your average Stormtrooper can't hit a barn door anyway. Um, mm. So, yeah, they'd probably make light work of, of, of those guys. So you'd be looking at more the elite level um, Stormtroopers, the Shock Troopers and the Death yeah. Troopers and stuff who, okay, are... are better but they're, they're basically still humanoids with guns um so you know how would they match up against say your average asgardian who's who's used to battle and is trained for battle um and might have a sword and shield but you know it is it, still ready for combat all the time um you know how would uh, an imperial fleet stand up against valkyrie for example and you know she could potentially take on some imperial destroyers by herself um yeah yeah, yeah. you know and then and then as you said you throw in the mix someone like scarlet witch you throw in captain marvel you throw in the fact that four it's is done. now more powerful it's than done. he's ever been it's done. <laughs> um you know you throw in a master strategist like captain america you throw in tony stark's mm. technology you throw in, you know, Shuri's genius and, and then, you know, you kind of, you've got a way then to counteract the, the, the technological advances that um, the Imperial Fleet have. And then, as you said, really, there's there's two heavy hitters in on, the, you know, the Imperial side in Vader and, and Palpatine. And if four mm. is capable of dealing with, you know, the lightning blast from from Palpatine then yeah there's there's not really much to worry about is there so (laughs) so yeah actually it's it's kind of now (laughs) now now you've explained it yeah it's pretty much light work for the MCU so yeah the MCU wins that one I'm afraid listeners Mm. (laughs) if you disagree of course let us know man Um, make sure you listen to the end of the podcast we've got a little trailer running through there that will give you our contact details for social media so you can get in touch and give us your thoughts I hope you enjoyed that little section we'll um, definitely do some more more of these as said because i think they're quite fun and and given that there's just not a lot to talk about right now in the world uh, apart from what's going on that everybody knows about um you know it's nice to change it up and and throw in something that that's a bit fun really we'll be uh doing an instagram live chat uh, and a similar vein as well we've already got a couple of questions in which is good uh, and we'll be doing that on bank holiday monday so if you're listening to that before this before then make sure you follow us on instagram so you can get involved on the chat because that is going to be a lot of fun but uh i think that's going to do it for us mate we probably need to wrap this one up because we've actually gone a little bit over time unfortunately but um yeah aside from that rich um anything else you wanted to throw in before we go yeah, I just wanted to say, um, basically, we did mention today about a couple of, uh, well, about the suicide of the, of the wrestler. Um, and obviously, in, during this period of, of like lockdown, um, where people, some people are having some problems. We have mentioned it before in our, in, the, in our past episodes or past shows. Um, you don't have to go through this alone. Um, if you don't feel like you don't have people you can talk to, me and Jason are available to uh you know you know to just if you want to chew our ear off you can dm us on the instagram on twitter um yeah i mean we're not professionals but you know we, we know how to talk as as you know you listen to us for the last an hour and 21 minutes so there's that um and to the people out there who um are on twitter you know don't be dicks man like you know everyone's got their own story and everyone's going through like a li- little bit of a battle Let's uh, try or be excellent to each other, as um, as Ted Theodore Logan and Bill S. Preston would say. 
that's what I have to say. Yeah, amen, amen, brother, amen. All right, listeners, we're out of here. So thanks a lot for listening again. Um, as I said, make sure you listen on to the end because you'll find out how you can get in touch with us uh, that way. Otherwise, take care of yourselves, stay safe, everybody, and listen to your health professionals. I would say listen to the politicians, but the politicians are full of crap right now. So, <laughs> so I don't even know if it's worth listening to them. So listen to the health professionals and take their advice. They do have your best interests at heart, even if some of our politicians don't. Anyway, that's my political rant over. You take care of yourselves and we'll see you again soon, everybody. Peace. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to us. If you're down with Wulong Talks, show some love by following us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Wulong Talks. You can also find us online at www.wulongtalks.com or drop us an email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. We can also be found as part of the Brickpod Scene Collective and we're also officially E14 endorsed. Search for those hashtags to enjoy more content from us and from other great British podcasters. 